Have you tried out the new OMAG member dashboard? OMAG has been hard at work replacing our policy portal for all your claim and policy document needs. We're so eager for all OMAG cities and towns to check it out in that we'll be giving away prizes in the coming weeks to city and town staff that log into our new system. Visit www.omag.org origami and follow the instructions on that page to sign in. Remember, log into the member dashboard between now and midnight on September 30th to be entered to win exciting prizes. You're listening to OMAG All Access, a podcast about all things affecting municipalities in Oklahoma. Hosted by OMAG's Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships, Bill Tackett. Hi, I'm Bill Tackett, and welcome to this edition of OMAG All Access Podcast. We come to you today from the City Management Association of Oklahoma's Summer Conference, hosted by the City of Enid. We've had a great conference here in the city of Enid, and today with us, we have city managers from three Tulsa area cities, Collinsville and the, their city manager, Pam Polk, Sand Springs and their city manager, Mike Carter, and Owasso city manager, Warren Lair. You know, the OMAG recognition program is designed to help elected officials at the municipal level understand their role, and to be more effective as they govern their organizations. Key to the OMAG recognition program is the David Weatherford Designed Stability Test. Ten questions that cover the ten key areas of municipal governance. One of the questions on the stability test covers communication. And quite frankly, communication is one of the lower rank scores as we have given this test to almost 200 cities and towns from Boyce City to Idabel and pretty much everywhere in between. We just don't do a great job telling our story. And part of that is because we're busy doing our jobs. These three individuals today will talk to us about an innovative program where they include community leaders from the faith community to help them get their word out. We'll go around the table and start with Warren, city manager of Owasso. Tell us a little bit about your background and about the city of Owasso. Okay. I um, grew up in Norman, Oklahoma, Uh, went to school in Lawton at Cameron University, and ultimately went to uh, Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth. Came, was in the golf business for 25 years and then uh, came back to Owasso where I had helped open the golf course uh, in 2007 and have been there ever since. Started out as a recreation and, and uh, a golf and recreation director and then became assistant city manager then city manager. Thank you, Warren. As we go around the table, Pam... You're the city manager of Collinsville. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes, I started out as a city clerk in southwest Oklahoma, a little town called Mangum. I did that for about six years and then became city manager there. And in 2005, uh, interviewed and became city manager for the city of Collinsville, where I've been for the last 16 years. And finally, Mike Carter, city manager of Sand Springs. Mike, tell our audience uh, about yourself and your experience prior to taking the job as city manager. Yeah, I spent 28 years with the police department at Sand Springs. Um, I was with the police department in in most capacities, uh, latest as the chief of police for the last five years. And then um, recently in March, became the city manager of the city of Sand Springs. 
Warren, I think Owasso has a pretty innovative program. Uh, you include leaders from the faith community to help get the information out to your citizens. Tell us about that program. Sure. We live in a time, of course, where it's more and more difficult to really reach out and communicate with all of our citizens. Um, public meetings are less and less attended. Um, but one of the ways is through our pastors who, who reach and touch uh, a, probably a majority of our citizens in Owasso. So on a monthly basis, we, we invite all of the pastors in our community to uh, City Hall. And um, we talk a little bit about what's going on in the community, uh, answer questions, and then really just spend some time uh, praying for the needs of the city. Uh, sometimes the uh, confidential needs of uh, city staff or um, other people in the city. And um, it's been a great communication tool. It's, uh, um, you know, by and large, it's a, it's a prayer meeting. Um, of course, that helps develop relationships all the way around. Pam, I believe you're a part of the program that Warren has uh, just told us about. Tell us about your experiences. Yes, um, I'm a member of the Minister Alliance, and we have monthly meetings that meet at different churches or City Hall. been doing that for some time, and as Warren said, you know, public meetings, less people are involved. So it's a great way to just grow the people that you have, and not doing redundant will they always give a report, you know, what's going on in the city. There are prayers for the city. Uh, we all, you know, then we're kind of all on the same page to know what's going on and who's doing what. And uh, just, you know, prayers for the city overall. Mike, I know that Sand Springs has a program. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, we made it used to be called the Ministerial Alliance, and now they call themselves the Local Church Network. I meet with them at least monthly. It's normally the third Thursday of the month, and we meet. Uh, it is a prayer session. Uh, it's done before the city as a whole opens up, and they meet with me and any of the staff that would like to attend. And it's also a good way for us to communicate uh, current events to our faith community. They have been a great partner with the city during not only normal events, but also um, during disaster times and other things where they can provide a lot of service and put a lot of manpower towards assisting the city. Mike, I know in your previous role with the city of Sand Springs as their chief of police and a leader in the police department, you've had experience utilizing uh, Minister Alliance and uh, leaders in the faith community in times of crisis. How's that translated into your new position and uh, your continuing communication with this group? I think it all um, has translated very well. It's all about relationships and those relationships that you build with the faith community and with your populace in general translate into success for the community as a whole. So I, I, I can't encourage people enough to build those types of relationships because they'll, they'll pay great dividends. OMAG All Access would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. For your time, we would like to offer you the chance to win a pair of OMAG All Access Bluetooth headphones. To enter, all you have to do is head to www.omag.org forward slash all access and click on the corresponding image at the top of the screen. The password for each episode will change, so make sure you are always up to date on the newest episode of OMAG All Access by subscribing with your favorite podcast app. The password for this episode is communication. Follow the directions on the giveaway page and you will be entered.
Good luck. Warren, how long has the program been in, in, in place in the city of Owasso? And if you've seen some dividends or um, seen some outcomes that are positive, tell us about those as well. Maybe a little bit over 20 years. It was started by my predecessor and um, uh, led by local pastors. Uh, to your point, uh, Bill, I would say that um, in our society, we all know that it seems like divisions and groups become more and more and more polarized, uh, whether that's Democrats and Republicans or one faith versus another faith. And just to, to, to kind of address something that a lot of people might think is, well, what about separation of church and state? And our founding fathers um, instituted um, uh, their beliefs that there should be no state religion. So when you separate the a church and state. It's not indicate. It's not an. In, uh, it wasn't intended that um, that as uh, public officials or elected officials, you can't have a faith. It was simply that elected officials, as laid out in the Constitution, cannot establish a state religion or require someone to be of a certain faith. And that misnomer, misunderstanding, goes throughout the public. Oftentimes, you've got church members who think they are fighting City Hall or fighting the government, and they're simply not. So when pastors, leaders, influences within, within each church can help explain to their parishioners, here's what's going on at City Hall, here's how this works, here's what separation of church and state means. Um, we all have our First Amendment rights to uh, worship uh, as we please, any God or no God at all. and. Um, so I, I just think you've mentioned it, relationships, there's an avenue for relationships that um, you wouldn't have otherwise. Um, so I don't know if that answered your question, but there you go. You know, it occurs to me that the end goal of the communication is relationship building. Uh, the point of telling our story is to humanize the folks that uh, get up every day and work to make our communities better. Tell us about how that has worked in your community. I think everything we do, you know, it's all about building relationships. Um, and I kind of want to go back to some of the programs like Mike had mentioned with uh, in our ministry alliance. I had our, our code enforcement officer came and the churches volunteered to take on projects to help people clean up their properties that, that couldn't do it. So now we've got that circle, you know, doing that program and helping those and also, you know, sharing uh, the love of Christ and uh, building those relationships and letting them know, you know, that the churches are there to help. So, Mike, tell us about Sand Springs program, its successes, and has it been an effort or a challenge to keep the program going? No, I, I, they've always been willing and uh, thrilled to come and participate. Um, I continued this even when I was the chief of police. One of the first things I did when we built a new police station is we held a, uh, a day for the ministers to come down before we actually opened the building to the public because we wanted, we felt that was important to have that outreach. Also, uh, to echo what Warren said, this is there's a freedom uh, of religion not from religion and we I, I think it's important that we recognize that the faith community is like any other group we meet with our business community we meet with homeowners associations we meet with our school district we meet with um, other philanthropies in our community so it's just another segment of our society that uh, that we can outreach and and insert government into in a relationship building manner that way we serve 
serve them better because our church members are just like our school children and just like our HOA members. They're people who have things that they need from the government, and this is how we can serve them better. Thank you, Mike. Closing comments from the group. We're honored to have you here today. We appreciate uh, you being interviewed for our OMAG All Access podcast special edition coming from the City Management Association of Oklahoma Summer Conference in Enid, Oklahoma. And we certainly do appreciate you all sharing your programs. Final thoughts as we go around the horn. I would just add that following up on what Pam said, uh, Mike and I actually had a discussion about this earlier. Uh, There are times where there's a citizen in need and we can't expend city uh, dollars on their private property. Even if a little little old fella is 90 years old and he can't possibly uh, clean up the debris and limbs in his backyard, we can't use taxpayer dollars to take care of that. But if we have a relationship with various ministries in town, we can put him in touch. We can actually contact that ministry and say, hey, can you help out Mr. Johnson? He's got a problem. So another way that relationships like that can actually Uh, save taxpayer dollars and help the citizen at the same time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This is Bill Tackett, Director of Strategic Initiatives and Partnerships for the Oklahoma Municipal Assurance Group. That's OMAG to all of us. We'll see you next time on OMAG All Access. We hope you can take something away from this podcast that will help your city or town. You can find more information about OMAG on our website at www.omag.org or on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening. If you have questions or ideas for a podcast topic, please send them to allaccess at omag.org. On the next episode of OMAG All Access. I think right away at the class with Karen, the two-day class, the first class, Um, I went with Dory Spittler and Kelsey Willis from OMAG, and we made friends right away. You know, first class out of the gate, we made some people that we still uh, communicate with on occasion, people we would have never met other than going to this leadership class. This episode is copyright OMAG 2021 under the Creative Commons 4.0 Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives International License. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org.